This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, we've packed a number of shows together to give you some highlights. I know you're going to enjoy the show. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, Eric, it's interesting. You know, he, he produces the Wealthy Trucker podcast, and today he's you're here is talking about it. But he, he's sitting in a truck while while being interviewed on a podcast as well. I I just appreciate uh, the desire to go out there and make it happen. You're going to hear us talk about it, but but he's doing that, and you're going to hear some tips today of how he's he's making it happen while working full time uh, and getting getting his first syndication uh, to the closing table very soon. Uh, and so I know you're going to learn a lot from Eric today. Eric, welcome to the show. It's it's so uh, it's energizing to me to meet people like yourself who are out there making it happen. You know, even even uh, you know through. Uh, I mean, you're you're working a job, but man, you are you're hustling, right? You're hustling, and and I, I was just sharing with you like two other people have asked me questions today about growing a business, scaling, getting started, all those things. And I'm like, I don't have like a magic formula, right? It's like just, just willing to work hard, right? You know, and willing to get in there. And, and it's what it, I, I feel like that's what you're doing as well. And, and, and you're making it happen. And it's great to see some success for you. And, and, but tell the listeners a little about who you are. And cause I want to jump in cause I know you can help them. Sure. Well, name's Eric Neely. I've got a podcast. I call the wealthy trucker and uh, really what I've, Focus on is doing multifamily real estate in Kansas. So I was born and raised in the Kansas, Wichita, Kansas area. Been there my whole life. Just a good old Kansas boy, I guess. And I've been in the trucking industry for about 20 years now. And really over the last five years, I've probably spent the majority of my time while behind the wheel educating myself on the industry of real estate and started investing probably about four years ago passively with the, my, one of my 401k and, and then just really learned the ropes, audio books and, and podcasts and just figured out what I had to do to be a more active investor. And so my business partner, he's been in taxes and accounting for I don't know, 15 some odd years. And when I talked to him about it, it, it's, uh, it was, it made perfect sense to him. So we were able to dive into it together and, and make something of it. So for the last couple of years, we've been actively investing in our local market and, and it's been a blast. And as you know, if somebody can see me on video right now, I'm still sitting in a truck and, uh, you know, the goal is to get out of the truck one of these days, but frankly, I love driving. It gives me a lot of time to, uh, you know, have good conversations with people, even doing podcasts like this. Or, you know, like last week, I, I spent the entire week studying and preparing for a sermon I gave. So I, I can't do that in any other job. And, and so I, I feel very blessed to be behind the wheel and being able to utilize my time in a wise way. So, yeah, that's incredible. I, I just appreciate the hustle, right? I mean, like you're, you are in a truck right now. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I, listeners, you can see it on YouTube. Uh, but I just appreciate the hustle that Eric's willing to put in to make this happen. And he's doing it. You know, I love that. So Eric, you know, you, you've driven a truck, uh, you know, for 20 years, 20 plus years, you know, why real estate and, and why syndication? Let's, let's talk about that. Then I want to jump into, you know, how you, how you've done this. Sure. Well, initially, so like five years ago when I started 
diving deep into podcasts, I ran into uh, bigger pockets and, and I got the fire and the urge to go flip houses and because it sounded exciting. But uh, if you're, if, if you're familiar with the trucking industry at all, you know that your schedule is not your own. And most guys that are out here working 60, 70 hours a week. And that's definitely been me. So I didn't have time to go flip houses or, or do anything like that. And I knew the more I learned about multifamily that if I was going to do something in the real estate world, which I definitely wanted to do, I was going to have to make it a big transition and a career change. And the, the avenue that, that I thought was a good fit for me was large multifamily syndications. Okay. So you knew it was going to have to be a big transition. You weren't going to be able to go manage flipping a house or contractors and those things. Uh, so tell me about the the part of the syndication business that that you focused on uh, and got started in. Really the personal connection. You know, if if you hear anybody talk about this industry, they talk a lot about it's a people business. And I I just gravitate towards that, I guess. One of the things I've done is we started a meetup a couple of years ago and we hold that once a month. And it's really just to, to talk about the industry and our local market and try to find people who are interested in getting involved or, or maybe want to invest with us. So, and I, I also make a very purposeful effort to have at least one person on my calendar every week where I'm going to go have coffee with them or, or lunch. And, you know, maybe half those conversations will never turn into anything, but you only need one. And, you know, to find that one solid connection might be the difference between making it or breaking it in this business. So that's really been my primary focus is, is personal connection with people. Yeah. And like you said, you only need one. And it, I was, yeah, I am still that way. I remember early on, uh, you know, after, I don't know, a couple of years in this space, my, my wife was finally like, she said, you can't take a phone call with everyone. <laughs> you know, you can't meet with everyone for coffee, you know? And I'm like, well, I, I just want to, you know, got to meet with as many people as possible because you just don't know, you know, who that next connection is going to be. Eventually, yes, you do have to start saying no a lot more, unfortunately. Uh, and it's a struggle for me because I'm like, no, I, I want to be able to help them or maybe they're a connection or, you know, that I can help or th that we need or, you know, one way or the other. Uh, and so I appreciate, you know, just your perspective on that uh, uh, because it, it yeah, it, one connection, man, could just make or break, a, you know, uh, big leaps forward. Uh, can you speak, Eric, to maybe a connection that was made that has helped you in a big way, you know, or something that moved the ball in a big way for you through all those meetings? Sure. Boy, there's been a lot, but there's one that stands out in particular and he's, where he's actually partnering with us on a deal that we're doing right now. And uh, he's local to our market and he's owned and managed a few thousand doors. And I didn't know that going into the conversation. I was just, I was talking with brokers left and right, trying to figure out how to, to get in to this industry. Cause it's a tight knit world, especially in my market. I don't know what it's like in everybody's market, but in, in the Wichita market, things seem to trade before they ever go to the, for the other go to the MLS. So I was like, well, how the heck do I get those pocket listings? And I got in contact with one of the quote unquote big players in the market. And turns out he was just another guy like you or me. <laughs> and, uh, and we hit it off really well. And, 
and started talking over the next couple of years. And it ultimately turned into a relationship where when I said, hey, I've got a deal, I think it might be pretty interesting to you. And he looked at it and goes, yeah, he goes, let's do it together. And if it weren't for him, then the deal wouldn't happen. Yeah, that's really all there is to it. So, yeah. Uh, well, and, and if it wasn't for you, he wouldn't have had the deal. Right. Uh, right. And so, yeah, you added value uh, to him also. Uh, how did you, or, or how are you like making the first connection uh, with all these people or, you know, or maybe specific people that you're trying to spend that time with or connect with? How are you reaching out first to them? And what does that look like? Boy, it's a lot of different things. Probably like a spider web, LinkedIn, Facebook, the podcast, doing this podcast, doing the meetup, talking to people at church about it. Just it's, I guess, one of the things you got to be obsessed and not in a bad way necessarily, but it is my intention that this is my career path, I guess. And because of that, it's just everything I talk about. And so the connections, I mean, I'm purposefully looking for them, but they come because of the efforts I'm making. So, you know, and when you set yourself up as a leader, like what I do at the meetup or even the podcast, even though I don't know it all and I never will, people still come looking for you because you're outspoken about it. Yeah. You know, I love the story too of you having the cattle business from a young age. And then yeah. all that, I mean, I just think that that probably taught you things that you even take for granted that you don't even know it taught you, you know, yeah. about business and, and just how to think and even the ability to work hard, right. Or the, yeah. the willingness, you know, to work hard and man, the lessons learned there. And I say that because I, there's a, a friend in a mastermind mind that has a, a cattle farm. And he said that when his boys turn five, he buys them a calf. And, yeah. you know, it's like they have to learn to take care of it. And then, you know, they sell it. And then the next one they can buy. And it's this, you know, how they grow and learning and they grow their own little business. And it sounds like it's similar to what, to what you did. Yeah, for sure. You know, and even as a, and, a, and this seems so off topic, but I don't think it is as entrepreneurs and as parents, yeah. you know, how would you look back on that situation and even on that experience and say, man, you know, I want to do that as a parent moving forward, or you know, my parents helped me get this cattle business going, or maybe they did, didn't? I don't know. How do you think that helped you, and would you do it in the future? Yeah, looking back on it, it does seem really helpful at the time. <laughs> like it's, I don't know, but looking back on it, it was definitely helpful. Just learn how to run a profit loss. You just, you know, you gotta figure out how to control your expenses and yeah, the hard work and responsibility of every just taking care of them. And yeah, I mean, I later on, I realized it was a business I didn't want to be in just because it was harder to scale and just not as efficient and hard work. And, but yeah, looking back on it, it's there's definitely a lot of principles that could help a child out, I would think. Yeah, no, that's incredible. You learned a lot anyway, even if you didn't continue in that business. Yeah. But, you know, that up to 18 units, right? You're able to buy your first 18 units you mentioned. And then you mentioned, you know, you found this 120 some unit deal in San Antonio. And then it was up through a part or maybe the partnership, uh, you know, of the guy you met there. Speak to, I mean, going from 18 to 120, even going to 18 is a big step, I think. I think most are fearful of, of taking that kind of leap in the beginning, right? Most go the single family yeah. route first. You took 18 units down. I think that shows a lot there about your willingness to step out there and do it. How did you have the confidence to manage and buy that one and make it happen? 
Yeah, so it was two deals. The first one was eight units in 2017 and then 10 units in 2018. And early on, I was uh, watching a lot of Grant Cardone on YouTube and just talking about bigger is better. It's more efficient. Everything about it is easier and kind of just gave me the confidence and the willingness to try to look for a little bit bigger deal. And an eight unit popped up that made sense. My brother was a little further along and his he's gotten into self-storage. He still helps on the farm too. He's managing the farm, but he knew a little more about underwriting at the time. And he kind of helped me make sense of that deal at that time. But yeah, I guess just seeing what other people would say about it's it's more scalable, it's easier. I actually flipped one house and it took me like four months. It was so like I did almost everything myself because all the bids I got were too high to make any money on the deal. And I just realized early on, I that's not a business I want to be in. Again, you learned a lot, I'm sure. But you really you learned you didn't, you know, you didn't stay in that type of business. But then you found this 120 unit. How did you find it? Through a broker. So yeah, just talk. I kind of targeted more the junior brokers that hadn't been in the business as long and just kind of established a relationship with him. And at that time, you know, my lingo was down pretty good. Our conversations went well. He was confident in me. And yeah, it was another broker, more of a senior broker in his office that had an off-market deal. And yeah, he showed me it. And I used a third-party underwriter I I used for two years, Sapphire Partners. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but they're really good at uh, for a third-party underwriter. That's actually who my partner used a lot as well that I partnered with on this 124 unit. And yeah, it made sense. And uh, I approached him about like couple other deals before this that we ended up not pursuing. But yeah, we made sense of this one. And yeah, it was nice to have him by my side to help get the equity raised and get the debt and yeah, move yeah, that's incredible. I mean, you, even the the tip on targeting a junior broker, so somebody that's maybe a little more hungry, doesn't have a ton of investors already in his Rolodex, right? That are ready to pounce yeah. on a deal, and you know, and you came in with some confidence. I'm sure you shared that you know you had a cattle business, right? From a young, I'm just kidding. Maybe you <laughs> did. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, in my family, we have a fairly sizable farmland operation. Of there you go. Then that is credibility. So yeah, it is. And I like to say that I didn't get a lot of help from my, everyone just assumes that I'm kind of, uh, you know, I was born with a silver spoon and I got a lot of help from them. But like most of the money I raised early on for my first few deals was other family and friends. Like they invested a little bit and I found that partner and I really, I kind of wanted to prove myself on my own that I could do this business. And that's another reason I didn't really love the idea of continuing to farm and ranch because I kind of wanted for my own satisfaction to pursue this business on my own. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.